Debbie and Veronica here, two successful creative entrepreneurs with a combined age of 120 years. I'm 55. And I'm 65. We have five children and three grandchildren between us. As a Gen Xer or Boomer, how do you thrive? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, and more. We passionately believe in a world where women feel good about life and themselves, knowledgeable about relevant actions that will help them to thrive. Have you ever thought, if I only knew? Then come along with us on this journey. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica. We have an exciting podcast for you today. Oh, boy, is it ever. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm just it's, saying. It's the daughter's edition. Oh, oh. <laughs> Those of you with mother daughters or with other child yes. that could relate to many of the things that we're going to talk about today. Or if you're a mother to young women, not biologically, but because you mentor young women, yep. you're going to love this one. Let me introduce you to... Brittany McClure. I mean, Brittany McClure Thompson. <laughs> She's only been married 14 years and I still do that. Well, you know, we all have our things. <laughs> that is very true. Right. That so is true. very true. So this is Brittany Thompson, my daughter. She is... I'm 32. 33. She's 33 years old. If I only knew I was going to forget how old I was in five seconds. That's awesome. Welcome, Brittany. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. It's exciting because I've been listening to your show and listening since the very first episode to all of the things. Thank you. I just love what you guys do here. I love how you talk with the women and how you give everybody a, a voice, a place to be themselves. And I think that's just super important. And so when I was talking to you on the phone and we were saying, we should do a mother-daughter edition, I just was so excited because I think that so many mothers and daughters have these same miscommunications that we've had to work through in yeah. our relationship. And I think it's going to be really fun to talk about what some of those were. Oh, snap. We oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> Oh, I'm not like we're spilling all the tea today. Ooh, so. let's spill the tea. <laughs> spill the tea. Oh, good. I can't let's wait spill. to hear this one. Uh, I'm, me I'm neither. Never. I can't <laughs> wait to hear either. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just get right into it then. Awesome. So one of the things, the first, one of the very first things that came to mind for me was when, if I only knew that my mom and I we're both going to have hormones at the same time when we were living oh. under the same roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. It is so crazy. And now I think probably it came to mind because I have a 12-year-old year old daughter. And yep. she's getting ready to start going through all of these changes. And I'm noticing some hormonal moments. And it's been really fancy kind of learning <laughs> how to navigate that because That's right. you're having your own hormones spinning through your body. And this tiny person that you've made is now having their own hormones spinning through their body. And you're trying to remember what it was like slash explain what they might be slash could be going through. Totally, And it feels confusing because you are so far past that point in your life. But at the same time, you're all of a sudden realizing, well, my mom was really a lot nicer to me than I gave her credit <laughs> I <know. laughs> Yes, I was. Yes, you were. So yeah, that was really one of the things that I wanted to talk about was that often we as women 
fight our hormones instead of working with them, instead of recognizing that those are a natural part of our body and that they're meant to be there and that they're meant to be as strong as they are. And they're meant to, um, control our bodies the way that they do and that we should actually embrace them instead of fighting them. And so Mm -hmm. that's one thing I've been trying to teach my daughter is that, you know, if I had only known that I don't have to fight my biology, I can work with it to be healthy, strong, and be the woman that I want to be and not, you know, feel crazy because I'm having an emotional day. Yes, we have those. We're women. That's what we do. And it's okay. It's super okay. It's super okay. And I think it's it's great to hear you say a lot of that because your generation, my son is 32, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sweet daughter-in-law, and they, um, you know, watching them and the way they think. And then my experience in the world as an entrepreneur, dealing with people your age, your outlook is so different. You, yeah. you want to embrace, yes. you, whereas we want to resist. Yes. And I think that that is a huge difference. It is. So bringing that up is a, teaches us in the reverse. So does. Of, okay, they're, they're just ready to embrace it at 32. At 32, I'm fighting it. I, I know. I was it. like, what? No. So it's a resistance, I think, yeah, our generation totally. possesses. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, that's that, really good. That means a lot. I think. Yeah, and, and it takes a lot to be able to say, I'm just embracing this, even if it, you know, is the bat poop. I mean, it's yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> right. You know, it's just <laughs> not good. Forever. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry. That is so great. Yeah, it's really true. And hopefully, you know, the women listening to this will recognize that too and be like, oh. With their own daughters. With their own daughters. Or themselves just as looking at themselves, reflecting on where we are in life. Exactly. Yeah. And that you can't measure your relationship, you know, as your daughter is learning how to manage her hormones and your learning how to manage having another set of emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. in the situation that you can't judge what your relationship is going to look like in the future based on the tension of two women living under the same roof together, you know, and maybe you didn't have that experience with your mom, but if you did have that experience with your mom, it can sometimes put you off to even building a relationship with her later in life because you're thinking, my mom and I just don't mix well. We don't get along well. When the reality is, is no, you were just ready for your own space and that's okay. Right. And your mom was ready for you not to be in her space. Exactly. That makes sense. So, yeah. And in sense. our case, mm-hmm. when you were a teenager, I was actually perimenopausal. Yes. And so that made it even more difficult. So yeah. then as you had Rael. Yes. We have now we're at a place where we have the three generations of women where Raelle is getting ready to, she's pre what do you call that? Yeah. Yeah. You're like in the fullness of life and I am postmenopausal. So it's like, we've got all the stages of hormones happening. And when you come and stay, you definitely feel all the stages stages. of the hormones. That's cool though. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I didn't recognize if I, I wish that I had known if I had only known that my mom's hormone challenges would then become my hormone challenges. And that Mm. because I've watched my mom go through the journey that she's gone through, I've been able to make different decisions that have been healthier Mm. for my life that have sustainably helped me to maintain my hormones in a good way, in a healthy way, instead Mm. of feeling all of the pain of the lessons that she learned, you know, and so I think that's one of the hard things as a daughter is like, you, you have this thing in your mind, like, I don't want to be like my mom. I want to be my own person, <laughs> yes. but you don't recognize your biology is 
naturally 50% your mom. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. That's the way that's it is. The way it is. Right. Yeah. So, and you're lucky to have that 50% of your mom in you, but you need to also not fight that. You need to yeah. embrace that. You yeah. need to say, yes, this is part of my biology. And these are the things that I can preventatively do with natural methods mm-hmm. to prevent the, the issues that my mom has That's faced. Gone. Yeah. And I hope that my daughter learns those things from me. I don't want her to right. learn. It, she'll learn even more lessons, from yeah. you yeah. than you learned from me because you have more knowledge to pass yeah. down. So but, that's, that's awesome. The same between you and your mom, you mm-hmm. know, like you, what you taught me more than your right. mom taught very me. True. Absolutely. And that's, so it's yep. a building, it's a building knowledge. And yeah. I feel like that we sometimes can breeze over that in our, in our, uh, what would you say? Maybe like our aggressiveness of going after independence yeah. as women, we can breeze over the past in like, mistakes and things yeah. that like that that have happened in the past with our parents or yeah. our sis- siblings or friends or sisters and and just kind of breeze over their experience mm. without recognizing that it's actually there to benefit you not to make you feel judged or right like you're doing something wrong right it's, right no, very I'm true trying to help you exactly so, exactly yeah. very good Cool. Yeah. So I think another thing that I, when what popped up when we were talking about if I only knew was how many times my mom would be right. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Wait. We are me. right. We are total nerds with this right? and not that and that and oh no, you couldn't possibly Wait, know how to do that. But, but I just, I just need to hear that. Oh, you want to hear it? One I want to hear it one more time. She's got to get her money's worth. She Uh-oh. paid me to say it. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm joking. There are no paid endorsements here. No, no, we don't have that. Not yet. But yeah, I definitely um, had these moments in my growing up. I got married so young and then having a daughter so young and then going through my life, realizing my mom was more often right than she was wrong and that that was totally fine. It didn't make me wrong for exploring the opportunities or, you know, and just because my mom's advice was right in the situation and I made a bad choice or I didn't make a different choice. choice. It wasn't a bad choice necessarily. It was just different choices. Exactly. And I think that just learning to own my own decisions and Mm. not feel like, well, I have to automatically do the opposite thing that my mom says because I just don't want to end up like my mom, you know, because you're like five and on your insides, you're like, I don't want to be like my mom. I want to be my own person. And it's so, so strong. Your identity, developing your identity yes. is so strong. Yes. yes. For yeah, sure. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And I guess one more thing that I wish if I had only known um, that during that whole season of learning to be friends with my mom, that my mom would become my best friend. Stop. Don't cry. Okay. Like, well, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I don't even have a sister. <laughs> but I think it's important to understand that you have, as you become an adult, that your relationship with your mom changes and that mm. just because you're putting boundaries in place, healthy boundaries that keep mm. you both protected and happy and comfortable in the relationship doesn't mean that you don't love your mom, but it just means that you are at a place now where you have priorities like your own children or your mm-hmm. own spouse yep. or your own significant other that you're 
you know, talking to or whatever. And that there are boundaries around your life that are healthy for you, but also that there are boundaries around your mom's life that are healthy for her. And you can't expect your mom to unload and like give you everything of her all the time anymore. And that you have to do some of the figuring out yourself and that that's how it works with friendship. It's, it's a get more of a give and take situation than a, Hey mom, I need your help all the time, you know? And so that's been one thing for me that, you know, just looking forward to my mom's phone calls or the times when we FaceTime or going to visit and recognizing, like, I'm not just going to see my mom. I'm going to see my best friend. I'm going to hang out with my best friend, you know? And so setting aside time as if I was going to see any of my other girlfriends, setting aside the right amount of time, taking time off of work, you know, being really purposeful in the relationship and not just taking it for granted. like. Yes, she's always going to love you and worry about you and think about you because you're her daughter, but you also have to be purposeful in building the so relationship. Yeah, I agree. Totally. No, no, I agree. And I think um, you bring such a valid point. I'm thinking of my friends with their daughters and yeah. looking at that. No, my, my son the same, um, different, but a little bit different than, yes. the, than the, the relationship that two females can have, yes. such yeah. as a, yeah. a mother daughter. Um, but I, I, I think it brings a question to me. Um, you obviously have had traumatic times in your life, in mm-hmm. your family. Yes. Um, and I know that from having gotten to know, um, what's your name again? Veronica. <laughs> Veronica. Um, so well, and, and learning some of this, where do you think your role as her daughter? Quit laughing at me. Where do you think your role as her daughter um, has come to play in that best friend. How does it shift during those times? And what yeah. should be the expectation when there is either a traumatic event mm-hmm. uh, or something of a significant challenge? Yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, I had a friend who was a my very close friend and um, she ended up taking her own life. And I remember the first person that I wanted to call after my husband, who obviously needed to know the information, um, was my mom. And I remember having this moment of realization that in that event, in that situation that I needed a mom and not necessarily a friend. And so just making that really clear in my intentions. And I think moms, we get the nuances, you know, maybe kids don't always pick up on the nuances of like, I need a mom versus I need a friend um, situations. That's right. true. Very true. But, um, but for me, I recognized in that moment that I needed my mom and I needed somebody who was going to just give me that shoulder to cry on, give me that, you know, support system to lean into. Uh, but then also just recognizing that my mom always has my 100% best interest at heart. Then on the flip side of that, just a few months later, we were walking through some really difficult stuff with my dad where he was having a lot of health issues. And so my mom needed a support system. And I think it's hard as a mom, when you see your kids all grown up, it's hard for you to lean into that relationship too much with like your worries and your stresses because you feel like, oh my goodness, like I'm supposed to protect you and you're not supposed to know of all the hardships of life. I'm supposed to keep that from you. But I was talking to a friend of mine today and I, I was saying, you know, our job as parents isn't to protect our kids from life. It's to equip them to do a really good good job job. at life. Exactly. And so I think that's something that my mom always really reinforced with us was that 
it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to go through tough stuff. It's how you go through the process Mm -hmm. and how well you go through the process that makes the difference. And so just in that uh, situation where the tables were kind of turned and my mom was helping my dad through some health issues and we were as a family trying to process that, I think we had a really good moment of kind of clarity where I recognized, you know, my mom needs support from me and I can't just be a taking person. I have to be a giving person. And how can I do that? And Mm -hmm. because I'm her daughter and because I'm her friend, I knew exactly what she needed before she could even say it most of the time, because she would be stressed out worrying about her her binder with all her papers and my my dad's health stuff all in there. And she'd be worried about the binder. And I was like, yeah, but what she's really stressed out about (laughs) is this right here, you know, her bathroom not being clean, you know, or whatever. And so we were able to do some of those little things like come and stay here for a week and watch their dog while they were, you know, away doing stuff, um, getting tests and things like that done. So it's interesting how you can be intuitive with your relationship with your mom. And, but you have to understand that sometimes like she just might need to like verbal vomit and that's okay. Well, and that was your father too. And so you were going through your own feelings. So that's why I'm interested to hear your perspective because you know, you're trying to protect and understand her and you remain yes. intuitive, Yeah. you know, uh, where, I don't know where Veronica's trying to just keep, keep her hat. I was together. just trying to control everything. You were just trying to control everything, <laughs> which was her way of reacting. That was my yeah. way. And reacting. so that, I think yeah. that I kudos yeah. to you for having the intuition yeah. to sense yeah. that because you had your own needs. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. and even just not judging my mom for how she went through the process, you know, because mm, yeah. when you're, when you're little, you think, oh, my mom is my hero. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be just like her. I want to do everything she does. She's superwoman. How does she do it all? <laughs> and then you grow up and you're like, okay, you know, she has her moments too. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, Wait, which mother are you talking about? <laughs> you, the other mother. The other yeah. mother. You know, yeah. The other one. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, and I realized that my daughter, Raelle, is going to feel the same exact things about me that she right now really thinks I do a great job at life. And she thinks she do. you hashtag, do do a great job of life. Thank you. But she thinks I'm hashtag winning when sometimes I'm like hashtag messy bun getting it done, you know, <laughs> and that's okay. Like, it's so yeah. okay that we are where we're at and that we're human with our kids and we're human with our parents. You know, mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest things I learned was how to be human with my mom and yeah. not just for her to be like my hero. And it was okay that she needed to control freak and freak out in traffic because that's <laughs> where it was going to come out. You know? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, the like, traffic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, and I think just learning more about my mom, like when she's under pressure and what does she mm. look like when she's under pressure, it gave me more self-awareness because I was like, I'm pretty sure I probably have some of the same <laughs> like tendencies. So you likely yeah. do. Yeah, yes, right? yes. So, yeah. And that's, you know, that whole thing, nature versus nurture, you know, people want to get into that debate. I think honestly, it's a little bit of both. Yes. It's a both situation. and not an either or. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah. And I think one other thing was, you know, if I only knew how, how hard being a good mom really was, but how Mm. easy it was going to be to be a great mom, because I had such a great mom to like stand on top of and just be like, okay, I'm crying. I'm like sniffling. I'm crying. We're the crying. We're trying to see if I only know. See if I only cry. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. We we do tears in here. That's all right. 
But yeah, like I didn't recognize how fully capable I was of being a great mom because I'd had so many tools and training. And I think people so often want women, especially we put ourselves on these like impossibly high standards. Yeah. Of, yes. You know, we have to be Martha Stewart and Marie Forleo <laughs> all mixed into one person. And we have to like run a multi-million dollar corporation yet still have dinner on, on the stove at five fifteen, and everybody bathed in, in bed with Mary Poppins tunes playing in the background. Like right. we give ourselves these unrealistic, ridiculous expectations that we're going to be perfect at everything instead of extending ourselves the same grace that we would extend to any of our other friends, like, Hey, come on over. Sorry. The house is a mess. No big deal. No worries. Like we're not judging them because they have a messy house. You know, it's the same thing with, you know, my mom, you know, she, she would be like, it's okay that you, you know, didn't like bathe your kid every single night before bed. Like that's your choice, you know, yes, like right. now if your kid starts growing things, we might have to have a talk. <laughs> yes. but, you know? That could be a problem. That could right. be an issue. Right. Yeah. Yes. But I, I didn't give myself enough credit for how good of a mom I was going to be naturally because I had already had that built into me and because mm. I'd already had a really good relationship with my mom. And so, you know, that was one of the things that it's that, Moms often want to just be so good at everything yeah. and that's okay. It's, yeah. But then you reach this point in motherhood for me, I did that. I wish that I had known that motherhood wasn't going to be just everything I needed and it wasn't yeah. going to be enough for me yeah. and that I was going to want something else and that I was going to need and desire something else to fulfill me as a woman, mm-hmm. not just as a mother. And that there yeah. were um, different identities, you know, and I yeah. was thankfully exposed to that really young because my mom was a real estate agent. She did hair. She did. I mean, she was always like, catching a scheme or drawing something up or creative like entrepreneurs, creative yeah, entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so I felt like I was broken inside because I didn't want to just be a mom mm. every day. And when I realized that that was okay, that right. it didn't have yeah. to be my end all be all right. That it changed my world. It shifted yeah. everything because I realized I can be a really good mom and I can be a really good marketer or I can be a really good blogger right. or I can be a really good pony trainer. I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> right. whatever be, you want to be. Know? That's right. Um, and I have choices in this situation and l- allowing my daughter to watch me find myself because yeah. I was so young when I had her, I was, I was fortunate enough to grow up with her a little bit, you know, yeah. and she's now, you know, at the age where she's starting to grow up into some things that she wants to do. And she has different goals for her life. And that's amazing. And I've always empowered her to have those goals oh, in her so life. Good. So I think that's the main thing that yeah. I want daughters to know is that if, if I only knew how empowered I was going to feel by having a great mom mm. that you just lean into your relationship with your mom, because you will find so much strength and power from that relationship. Yeah. than if you're just trying to fight it all the time, like, I just don't want to be like this or that or the other thing, just mm. lean into what you're good at, lean into what you've been trained in and mm. be confident in that. I, I, no, I think this is all wonderful. And if, and if your mom isn't a Veronica type, right. uh, yeah. some of us have yes. have had or right. whatever moms that, that had different things, uh, strategies, illnesses, whatever, mm. 
But what you say still holds true. Yes. Yeah. Because much of what they've dealt with is things that were beyond that person, their mother's control. Right. Um, or just the best, it was the best they could do. Yes. So if that's the case and you're a daughter of a, of a growing a person, I would take your advice still. Look, yeah. Lean into that so piece uh, as well, because yes. every person has amazing characteristics, yes. sometimes not good ones too, but yeah. everybody's built differently. So yeah. I think so, your, your words are true and will hold true for those who struggle with that as yes, well. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. And you know, you can also, if, if you haven't had a mother that you can feel, and it hasn't always been easy for us to connect, you know, Brittany's mm -hmm. so she is showing the sunny side of things, mm -hmm. but we had a really rocky relationship at times, yes. like screaming match type of, of rocky, right? Of course. That two days before my wedding. Two days before her wedding, we had a really good knockdown. Yeah, that was a good drag out. But, um, but even if you've had a mom where you have not been able to connect, or maybe your mom passed early in your life, right? Or, you know, and if you are younger at this point, find a woman. Oh, I love this. That you can connect say. with. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's okay. You cry. Because there are a lot of women out there that have very deep desires to mother. Yeah. Right. Even though they haven't they birthed. haven't had the birth. Yeah. That's right. But they have they have the capabilities and the love yeah. and, and are willing to grow exactly. and nurture and nurture others. Yes. yes. So yeah. yeah. And I would say that even if you are even if you've had a great relationship with your mom, you still need other moms. That's right. You know, oh, there's yes. that whole that whole theory of it takes a it village, takes a village yeah know? and and I want to just encourage women out there that if you don't have that connection with your mom like you yeah. were saying and you don't know where to start just find an older woman and ask her to go to coffee and yeah. just ask her questions about her life sit right. down with her and see what you can learn and glean from her right. and she may be like grandmother age but she may be fully capable of mothering you in a really important and meaningful way. And it doesn't just have to look like life circumstances. It can look like business. It can yes. look yes. like, Absolutely. hey, I need somebody to, you know, give me wisdom on how do I, you know, nurse my baby. Right. I had such struggles nursing. Yeah. It was awful. And so another girl in our church who was really good at nursing, right. she sat me down and she mothered me through nursing, you yep. know, because my mom was like, I don't remember. I don't know. Like, it's yeah, been yeah. like 18 Well, years. I struggled with it too. Yeah. So I wasn't really yeah. able to help you so much. So. Exactly. So I think it's it's the more the mentality of I want women to stop competing with each other and yeah. start cooperating with yeah. each other and start learning how to learn from one another yeah. and love one another right where we're at and stop being so hard on each other yeah. all the time yes. and just build that community of positive and encouraging and all of the the heartfelt things that you would expect to get from a good relationship with a friend you know yeah, correct. that's so good oh Brittany, we've loved having you yeah. and we love you sharing your perspective and i feel honored to be with the mother daughter team here today <laughs> as I i'm booing oh lord but yeah. it's been a really 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 yeah. fun time i got a chance um Brittany's been helping us through some of this podcast stuff. Yes. I won't tell you what she found today, but we will tell you that another. <laughs> we'll day. tell you that story. But anyways, day. it's it's uh, you are a, a kind and generous and lo very loving soul, and yes. it comes through. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much Thanks for being for with us. On, thank you, Britt. Okay, girls. All right, so we're going to ask you a few really quick questions. First thing that comes to your mind, answer them. Okay. 
What's your guilty pleasure? Chocolate. Who's the last person you texted? Oh, Naomi, my friend in Austin. <laughs> What's the last book you read? Hmm. Uh, it, mm, I don't know. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a skinny minute. Um, you're reading one right now. Oh yeah. It's downstairs. Keto for women. Yes. Yes. Um, last movie you watched? Do, do people do things like that still? <laughs> oh, favorite food. <laughs> favorite food, pasta for sure. My mom's green spaghetti. The longest friendship you have. Oh, yeah, that would be 33 years with my mom. Aw, too sweet. Um, married? Yes. Kids? Yes. Favorite color? Blue. Uh, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert. Absolutely. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> what were the toilet from? paper over or under over definitely favorite song mm. i don't know i have well, too many well my favorite song is god of the impossible by britney lee thompson Aww. on itunes thanks mom. love you babe okay